You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You love them, you hate them, and you can't stop talking about them. Announcers, analysts, pundits, they're all fair game. It's sports media mayhem with Alex Reamer. Time to let it rip. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Sports Media Mayhem podcast here on this Thursday, February the 16th of 2023. As you heard in our fantastic open, my name is Alex Reamer, and you can find the show wherever you can find your favorite podcasts. We are available on all the platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, you know the drill by now. Download, listen, rate, and subscribe. This is the first week since the end of July. We have no Football to look forward to on the weekend. How sad. Now I'll have to do things like what? Go outside, see our friends. <laughs> Who wants to do that? <laughs> but really, uh, always avoid in the sports calendar, that's for sure. But as much of a void as you may be feeling, keep in mind it's nothing in comparison to what network TV execs are probably feeling. Super Bowl 57, Chiefs, Eagles. 113 million people watched, making it the second most viewed Super Bowl of all time, just behind Super Bowl 46, Patriots and Seahawks, which garnered nearly 115 million viewers. A lot of people have been doing their Super Bowl rankings this week. I put Chiefs Eagles probably in the top five that I've seen in my life, but nothing will top Super Bowl 46. Patriots Seahawks. That was the best football game from start to finish that I've ever seen. Uh, I even put Patriots Seahawks ahead of Patriots Falcons. That was a historic and all-time great comeback, but Patriots Seahawks was an all-time great game. So they're number one, Pats Falcons number two. And I have to think about it. I mean, this was a great Super Bowl. Mahomes and Hurts played great. It was a Super Bowl for high-flying offense, but, and maybe it's just me just hearkening back to a day of the NFL that doesn't exist anymore. Nobody could really stop anybody outside of the Chiefs scooping up a fumble, scoring a defensive touchdown. I guess that's really what defense is in the NFL these days, but I don't know. And then it ended in that weak holding call. I don't like the call. You don't call a single holding penalty for 58 minutes. Then you call it there, a ticky-tack foul in the biggest spot of the season, basically handing the Chiefs the Super Bowl. So I don't know. It's somewhere in the top five for me, but it does not usurp Patriots Seahawks. But the viewership came awfully close. 113 million people watched, second most viewed Super Bowl of all time. And I spent some time on the show last week talking about whether the Super Bowl is losing cultural uh, relevance. I think this Sunday shows that that is not the case at least not yet. I still think we are going to get there because the numbers I cited last week with Gen Z and their lack of sports fandom 
is pretty jarring, and it's quite a contrast to the way older generations feel about sports. But the good news for the NFL and the good news for these TV networks is that the spending power does not reside with Gen Z and will not reside with Gen Z for several more decades. I mean, I'm a millennial. I'm only 30 years old. So, you know, I got a good 25, 30 more years of spending power with me. Now I just got to make some money <laughs> and then we can, we'll really be rolling. Uh, but yes, um, I think the Super Bowl, still our last monolithic cultural event. You see that with all the celebrities in the commercials from Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez starring in a Dunkin' Donuts ad. Really? I mean, the money for this stuff is insane. And it just shows you how relevant it all is that someone like J-Lo was willing to say, yeah, I'm going to star in a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Um, Rihanna's halftime performance was a talk of the country on Monday. And please, if you are a sports writer over the age of 55, I'm sorry, but the Rihanna halftime show just isn't for you. Okay. Just admit it. It's okay. It's not for you. I don't want to hear your review of it. It'd be like me reviewing Barney's, uh, Barney, you know, or Disney on ice. It'd be like me going to a Disney on ice show and reviewing it and saying, oh my God, it sucked. How childish. Well, it's supposed to be childish. It's for children. <laughs> Just like Rihanna at the Super Bowl, a pregnant Rihanna at the Super Bowl uh, is not for you, 63-year-old sports writer or 63-year-old sports talk radio host with all the love in my heart. It just isn't. It's not for you. So stop talking about it. Um, but if you want any further idea about just how much of a monster the NFL is and sports are in general when it comes to TV, from Labor Day weekend through Super Bowl Sunday, 91% of all Fox viewing was viewing of sports. 58% of that viewing was viewing for the NFL. So Fox at this stage, the Fox Broadcast Network, basically just exists to carry live sports. And in particular, carry the NFL. And I guarantee you, in years in which the CBS, a CBS has the Super Bowl, years in which NBC has the Super Bowl, those numbers are probably similar. Unbelievable. 91% of all Fox viewing from Labor Day through Super Bowl Sunday has been through sports. And yeah, that does say something about the lack of enticing primetime options that are offered on Fox outside of sports, certainly. But more than anything, it really just speaks to the climate in which we, in which we live. Linear TV is really just sports at this point. 82 of the top 100 shows last year were NFL games. You add in college football games, some other sporting events, the Olympics that cracked the top 100. We're really talking about 90 some odd of the 100 top watch shows uh, last year were sporting events. So the money for not just the NFL, but the NBA, Major League Baseball, any other league out there, any other sport out there, it's going to continue to increase for the foreseeable future when you see numbers like that. So the NFL's cultural dominance, in case anybody had any doubts, and I maybe raised some last week, but uh, yeah, I think these numbers from the Super Bowl show that those doubts are really for naught, at least for a long time.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Some final thoughts on Greg Olson in the Fox booth and the Tom Brady situation and how that will all factor in. I thought Olson was excellent on Sunday. He didn't take over the game at all. Instead, he analyzed the game and helped me further understand the game. So that's definitely what you want. Um, I wrote about this on WEI.com on Monday. I give Greg Olson a ton of credit for being willing to criticize the bad holding call at the end of the game right there in real time. He did in hem and haw. He said he didn't think it was the right call. He would have let them play in that spot. And I don't think it's so easy for an NFL analyst calling the Super Bowl to say that the call that wound up deciding the Super Bowl was the wrong call. We know about how sensitive the NFL is when it comes to their officiating. Roger Goodell said at his usual pre-Super Bowl press conference that he thinks the officiating has never been better. (laughs) I mean, what a joke that is, right? But it tells you right there that Roger Goodell comment, how sensitive the NFL is about their officiating. And there was Greg Olson, the number one guy for Fox, game deciding holding call. And he said it right there. It was a bad call. I don't think, I mean, Chris Collinsworth, I think is an excellent analyst. Um, but last year's Super Bowl, the phantom, hold, the phantom holding call in the Bengals that gave the Rams a fresh set of down in the goal line, Collinsworth was silent during that. He didn't criticize the officiating at all. Greg Olson did, and that's rare, and it should be celebrated. And he was on top of the action from the get-go, explaining these crazy, beautiful jet sweeps that Andy Reid was calling, um, saying early that, The Eagles, you can tell when they're treating it as four-down territory, when they run on third down, even at the very end of the game after that horrible holding call. And yes, it was a bad call. I don't like seeing games ended like that. Um, When Jarek McKinnon got the ball and looked like he was going to score, Olsen was screaming in the booth for him to get down, get down. That is game awareness because Greg Olsen realized that if Jarek McKinnon went to the ground, The Chiefs could have just run it down, kicked the field goal with seconds to spare. Whereas if he did reach the end zone, the Eagles would have had more time to score. So Greg Olson opinionated on top of the action, nothing not to like, and it puts more pressure on Tom Brady. And maybe Brady is right to not debut until 2024, because that would be a really hard act to follow. Um, And, you know, just... To go back to this debate we've been having for months on end, you know, will Tom Brady ever actually call an NFL game for Fox? What happened on Super Bowl Sunday makes me lean no. It makes me lean no, because not only was Greg Olson awesome and is now really won over the hearts of football fans across the country, but Tom Brady, for $375 million, wasn't part of Fox's Super Bowl coverage at all. I mean, Derek Jeter was part of it more than Tom Brady. Jeter was introduced 
as Fox's next Major League Baseball analyst. Oh, yeah, he'll be great. I mean, who do you think has more natural personality, Tom Brady or Derek Jeter? I mean, my goodness. But, yeah, Jeter was even more a part of Fox's Super Bowl coverage than Brady. He wasn't on it for one second. There wasn't a sit-down interview. There wasn't a little silly thing with Gronk even. There was nothing from Tom Brady. Not even a three-minute pre-packaged segment. Tom Brady breaking down Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. I mean, wouldn't that be the prime spot to use Brady? Like, okay, he doesn't want to go to Phoenix Live. He's not going to be in the booth. But can you shoot us like a five-minute package breaking down the quarterback play? Don't you want to hear Tom Brady on the quarterbacks in this game? Nothing from Brady at all. I mean, we'll see. It's 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 worth mentioning again that as great as Tom Brady was on the field and he's the greatest of all time, you look at his off-field endeavors from TB12 Fitness to the Brady brand clothing line, 199 Productions, Tom vs. Time, the Facebook series, the Last Man in the Arena docu-series last year, 10-part series. His off-field activities and off-field business endeavors have been flops to an extent, I would say. And this broadcasting career is not off to the best start. He wasn't even part of Fox's Super Bowl coverage at all. Uh, there's been a lot made this week that when Brady does go into the Fox booth, Greg Olson's salary will decrease by $7 million. He earns $10 million annually as Fox's number one analyst. That figure would go down to $3 million annually as Fox's number two NFL analyst. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I think I said this in the past on the show. I'm not really crying for Greg Olson. Three million is still more than livable on top of whatever endorsement opportunities he may get out of this. And I still think that you want to know the real T here. The real future of Greg Olson is this. If Tom Brady does come in 2024 and he does take over as Fox's number one NFL analyst, Greg Olson will not be the number two guy at Fox for long. He will move on. Probably to NBC, Chris Collinsworth is in his 60s now. He's not going to last forever. So mark it here. You heard it right here on the Sports Media Mayhem podcast. If and when Tom Brady takes over that number one job at Fox in 2024, Greg Olson will not be at the network for long. He'll move on to NBC and be the heir apparent for Chris Collinsworth on Sunday Night Football. He'll be fine. He's in his 30s. I wouldn't worry about it. Um, anyway, speaking of Fox, was there anything more nauseating than seeing Elon Musk and Rupert Murdoch? I mean, isn't it great that we have a real independent maverick running Twitter now? You know, someone who's totally, you know, sits with Rupert Murdoch at the Super Bowl, Jared Kushner in the Saudis at the World Cup final. Uh, we learned this week taking phone calls with Senator Ted Cruz. Yeah, it's great to have just a nice independent freewheeling maverick with no political agenda at all in charge of Twitter. Is it not? Oh man. Um, 